All right. Welcome to our third uh, episode of the Raw Conspiracy Podcast. I'm your host, Raw. Uh, my Instagram is uh, The Raw Report with two R's for Raw. Um, also, Raw Therapy, two R's for Raw. And a host of other pages that I'm not going to go through again. All right. Today, we are going to talk about Inner Earth. Um, if you follow my Instagram, which most of you do, you will see that uh, I just posted a video uh, which appeared to be some people who appeared to look like Russians who had dug a hole in the ice wherever they were. And I'm going to do some more research to see if I can find this video and where it comes from. Um, but these guys dug a hole in the ice. And they put a camera down this hole. And when they put the camera down the hole, <laughs> what you saw was uh, a, now remember, they're in ice, okay? Now, what you saw when they put the camera down the hole is no other way to describe it, just like another land, you know, except uh, it had a ceiling. And the ceiling of this land, the top of it was was dirt. It was earth. But there was, you know, there was a space to it, like like another level, like, you know, like a, like another floor, you know, like in an apartment building, you know, like they could jump down that hole and land on the ground, and there would be a, a dirt ceiling above them. But um, as you looked around, as the camera panned around, you saw trees and, uh, you know, growing out of the ground, and, you know, ice was on that ground too, except the top of the ceiling was dirt, and it wasn't covered in ice. It was like just dirt. Like, go on my Instagram page at The Raw Report. Again, raw with two R's. And you will see this video. It's amazing, actually. So, you know, it appears that these guys have stumbled upon some type of inner earth. Now, the real kicker of it all was that it wasn't dark down there. <laughs> it was actually light. And for that to, to be that way, it would have to be that they have a source of light down there, much like we have, like a sun. All right. I don't know if this video is fake or not or whatever. It does not appear to be fake to me. And that's why I said I'm going to do some more research to uh, try to dig this up and find it because I want to do a video podcast uh, episode of this and put it on my website, uh, therawreport.com. Of course, Raw is always two R's, but I want to do a video podcast of this and, and, and show you because it's really remarkable. Now, <clears throat> when you think about it, you know, a lot of people, not just in our present day time, but in the past as well, uh, has stated that there are, uh, you know, advanced beings living inside the earth, you know, and that 
It's a remarkable thing. I mean, even in Buddhism, they talk about Buddhism. They talk about a place called Agartha, which is like an inner world inhabited by advanced beings. All right. Like us, maybe, maybe more advanced than us, you know, that they have trains and vehicles and buildings and construction and, you know, everything down there. Now, when I when I think of that, though, I want to tell you, I posted on my page many times about people hearing strange noises and booms and all over the world. All right. We people have reported hearing things like, you know, just all type of things, construction and, you know, all type of things like you name it. I can't even think of any right now, but I'm talking about all type of things like sonic booms or explosions or or things of this nature. And there is nothing like that going on on in their area, but I'm just now thinking of this, you know, and this thought has just popped in my head that maybe these things were going under, going on underneath the earth. You know, I remember uh, a while back, I used to post this as well on my page. They remember when they were having all these big sinkholes in the United States. I remember one in Florida. I, I remember one in Chicago that swallowed up a classic car convention and like several classic cars, classic Corvettes and uh, Chevelles and all of these cars fell into this real big sinkhole and they were happening quite frequently. And I was like, well, for that to happen, somebody has to be drilling, you know, underneath us or you know, this stuff already been drilled and maybe it's just given way because of, you know, time or whatever. Um, but seeing this video, it's like really amazing to me. You know, now, also when you think about this for a second, a lot of people, including Christopher Columbus, you know, who supposedly discovered America, that same guy, a lot of people talk about seeing UFOs come out of the water and go into the sky or come from the sky and dive into the water. All right, now, it's long been held that, uh, you know, ancient uh, alien theorists, um, as well as other people, believe that there are bases in the ocean where ETs have been, you know, living or, or whatever uh, for thousands of years. You know, I posted something about uh, off the coast of California. They actually found an entranceway off the coast of California that it's the entranceway, the way it's set up, it's, you know, it's got pillars and things of this nature. It's not like just some hole in the ground. It's like a grand entrance into a place. All right. And I'm going to repost that because I know I haven't posted that on my Instagram since about four or five years, if I could still find it. But 
yeah, this 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 underwater entrance that they have off the coast of uh, California it, it's it's amazing, you know. So there's definitely beings that live underwater. I don't think that they live underwater per se. I think that their bases are underwater, and when they go down in there or whatever wherever they go to. Um, there's like a tunnel or door or something that they go in and they live inside the earth. That's what I believe. All right. <clears throat> now you have, you had Admiral Byrd, 1947. All right. He did a flight, some missions, some reconnaissance missions. First, he went uh, over the North Pole. All right. Several reconnaissance missions over the over the North Pole. All right, uh, he saw some things that <laughs> you know he didn't think he should have saw. All right, and you know the interview that he did on national TV talking about this stuff is still on YouTube. Surprisingly, all right, they've taken taken down everything else. You would think that they would take this down, but Admiral Byrd. When he flew over the North Pole, he claimed to have saw lush green lands as big as the United States in an area where there should not be no green lands, not in the North Pole. I mean, it's supposed to be all ice up there. So we've been told. All right. He actually called it uh, what he saw. uh, The center of the great unknown is actually what he uh, coined the phrase as. All right, because he didn't know where he was at and he had never seen anything like that before. All right. Um, three years later, he went down to the South Pole and Antarctica. Now, when he went down there, he discovered an entrance into the hollow earth, which is what he said, and that it was inhabited by very advanced beings. Now, this is coming out of his mind. All right. He said he saw a new type of aircraft that was capable of flying from pole to pole, which you got to remember back in 1947, this was something that uh, they really, you know, for him, it it was a remarkable thing. Us, probably today, we call it UFOs, you know, UAPs. But this is what he said he saw in 1947. Now, he didn't really go into detail describing the beings. I wish he had. Um, but eventually when he got back to Washington, you know, and was debriefed, they told him to, you know, keep his mouth shut. Stop talking about these things. And you know, when they tell you that it's under penalty of death or kill your family and, uh, all of that type of stuff. But I mean, what do you think? Do you think that there are people living in the earth, inside of the earth, that's more advanced than us? And if so, who are they? Where did they come from? Did they did they come from, are they, are they us? Or are they alien to this planet, so to speak? Not from here. Now, when you think about it, take Mars, for example. You got a lot of people who believe that there is life on Mars and that that life is actually uh, these people have went underground in Mars. And I'm one of those people that believe that too. 
I believe that there's life on Mars. There's, you know, too, too many quote unquote coincidences of which I posted uh, not too long ago. You know, you got, jeez, uh, you got uh, rodents that they've seen, you know, whether they be, whether they were rats or whatever you, you have beings you know that look like people that's been seen on the surface of Mars you have monoliths just like here on the surface of Mars all right just like that's on our moon the the mon- the seven mile monolith we have on the moon they have one on their uh surface as well now why would they have the same type of monolith that we have on our moon, they got it as well. Could it be that the same beings who are in charge of uh, trapping our souls here on Earth to keep us reincarnating, could they have been doing the same thing to the Martian people? Or still, still are doing it? I mean, if you don't know, if you, this is your first time hearing about the trap in the souls, I'll briefly explain. The soul trap is the reincarnation cycle. All right. So mainstream religion, you know, Islam and uh, Judaism and Christianity uh, and a few more are basically telling you that when you die, you either go to heaven or hell. That you've only you only live once. All right. Um. So. As evidence of this, we have people who have died and came back. We call these near-death experiences. And most of the people who die and come back pretty much have say the same thing, all right? Their theme is pretty much the same. Some of the details may be different, but the theme itself is pretty much the same. So what is the theme? The theme is actually this. You die. Whether you're in a hospital or a car accident or however you die, your soul leaves your body. All right? <clears throat> and when your soul leaves its body, it's, it can look down and it can, you know, see what's going on. Just like an out-of-body experience that some people describe. Except this one is supposedly permanent because at this point, the soul of the person does not know whether or not they're coming back. They just see themselves down there uh, dead. All right. The next thing that happens to them is <clears throat> they feel a pulling on their soul. Something is pulling at their soul. All right. Now, through my research, and I've been doing this for 25 years, that pulling at the soul is the tractor beam coming from the monolith on the moon. Okay? So, the people, the, the soul, the people who come back and have these near-death experiences, these NDEs, they describe going into a tunnel with a light at the end. Well, a seven-mile tunnel with a light at the end, to be more specifically, that's the monolith on the moon. We know that the moon has its own light source. All right? That's a fact. So think about it. Your soul is goes into the tip 
the end of this, uh, the entrance to this seven mile monolith. And for seven miles, you can look down this and it's going to look like a tunnel. And at the end of that tunnel, there's a light source. And that is the moon. <clears throat> and so people who've had near-death experiences, this is what they describe. And they go through the tunnel and they go into the light. And then they see their loved ones. Some claim to see Jesus or God or whoever they perceive Jesus or God to be. And they'll see their loved ones and, you know, they'll talk for a minute. And then they will tell them, you know, it's not your time. Go back. All right. Well, this is there's a problem with that because we've been taught that one. God doesn't make any mistakes. All right. And surely it would be a mistake for somebody to die. Because if you're dying, if you're dead, your body had to be really fucked up. Right. It had to be really fucked up. Let's just be honest. All right. If you're dead, your body's mangled or your heart stopped or, you know, been shot in the head, whatever. But you're in no condition to use that body because that's why your body died. So you're fucked up. Now, think about it when they tell you, whoever it is, God, Jesus, your loved one, or whoever who says, it's not your time, go back. If it was me, I'm going to be like, I don't want to go back. Look, did you see what happened to me? Like, my 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 head is in my ass. I, I don't want to go back. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to live that life. I will not be able to walk right, all right? I will be sitting on my face when I sit down because my ass is now on my shoulders, <laughs> all right? But they send them back anyway. And when they come back, you know, they have to fight and this, that, and the other, but they always come back with the story of they saw God or Jesus or whoever it was and this, that, and the other. Well, this is the soul trap. All right, because the reality of the situation, well, the flip side of the near-death experiences, you have three and four-year-old kids who are recalling past lives with great detail and accuracy. All right, for example, and I like to quote, there's two stories that I really like to quote the best because they're just remarkable. One story... <clears throat> is a kid in India, all right? This kid remembers his past life. He was like three or four years old. He's now over in India, the parents believe in reincarnation and people believe in reincarnation. So they listen to their kids because they, they know that at the, these specific ages of three and four is when children are most likely to remember their past lives because whatever memory wiping process is going on, all right, it doesn't really take full effect until after that, until they get about six or seven or whatever, then they forget it. But anyway, <clears throat> this kid in India remembers his past life. So in his past life, his buddy killed him. All right, hit him in the head with an ax, axed him in the, in the forehead. Now the little kid has a birthmark there where he said his friend asked him. Now, the reason his friend killed him was because his friend was sleeping with his wife and they, and they wanted him out the way so he could be with his wife. 
So the kid remembers so much of, he remembers so much detail about the whole incident. He told his parents this, his mom. The mom took the child to the police, to the authorities. And the child told the authorities. Do you see how deep this is? You see how they believe this without a doubt, right? So the kid is telling the mother, well, the authorities, I know where he buried the uh, murder weapon, you know? So the first thing, though, the authorities do is they go see the guy. The guy is shocked. He looked like he saw a ghost, which I don't understand why, because... You know, you live over there too, so you have to believe in reincarnation like everybody else. But maybe this guy didn't. But <clears throat> anyway, and that's and he probably didn't. That's probably why he killed the dude, not knowing, you know, that he would come back and, you know, ride him out. But anyway, he looked like he seen a ghost when the little child was telling him all of this stuff and giving details about it. He was denying it, but he still was shaking. You can you could tell. And then. When the kid told him, I know where you buried the murder weapon, <laughs> the police made the dude come with him. All right. And when they found the murder weapon, the dude went ahead and confessed. All right. That's a very remarkable case. All right. You can probably find that on Google somewhere. It's a true story. The other one is a true story here in the United States. My uh, home state of Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio. You have a little young white boy that was three or four years old, and I'm mentioning race for a reason. A little young white boy, three or four years old. He recalled being a black woman. Yes, a little white boy recalled being a black woman. And he knew detail after detail after detail. She died in the fire. Well, actually... Her building was on fire. Her apartment building was on fire in Chicago. And to avoid, you know, being burnt alive, the woman decided to jump. She jumped to her death. And this kid remembered everything. He even remembered her name. Her name was Pam Robinson. All right. Now, the the kid's mother is just flabbergasted by all of this. She she cannot believe what she's hearing. Her or the grandmother. They can't believe it. All right? But the kid is giving them so many details that, and he just keeps rambling on. Like, everything she they're talking about, you know, he would say stuff like, I used to wear my hair like that, mommy. You know, and she will be looking at him like, you know, or he would say something like, you know, I like red lipstick or, you know, stuff like that. And it was weirding her out. She was freaked out about this, you know. So she finally began to investigate. And then one day, you know, he was telling a story about himself as Pam. And, and he asked and she asked him, you know, well, what was your name? And he was like, Pam, you know. And she was like, do you remember your last name? Of course, mommy, Pam Robinson. And it freaked her out. And she got on, <laughs> she got on the internet and she was able to track them down, track, track, you know, track the article down out of the newspaper and everything. Really freaked her out. 
So she decides to contact the family of Pam Robinson. Well, when she does and she, you know, tells them all this information, you want to know what they said? They said, we don't believe in reincarnation. Our daughter is up in heaven with God. (laughs) That's what they told her. Now, we all been there. If if you, if you're not there anymore and you waking up, you know, like I was once there, you know, but I'm woke now. But look how strong the indoctrination is that here you are with solid proof. Solid. And yet they chose to ignore and didn't want to speak to to them no more. If you Google this story, you'll see uh, that only one family member decided to even talk to them. Only one. This is how ignorant our people are. This is how Religion has made us so ignorant that we won't even listen. We won't even, you know, consider the possibility. This whole inner earth thing, well, that's the soul trap, just to let you know. You got two sides. You got the near-death experiences, which I believe are these people are being sent back for a reason, and that is to spread the word, to make people or convince people to continue to believe in uh, their religions, all right? <clears throat> fact of the matter is, and then I'm going to wrap this up and get back to inner earth. Fact of the matter is, though, the oldest texts on the planet, the Sumerian texts, state that aliens came here and set this whole thing up, all right? So religion came after the aliens came. Religion was not here before the aliens came, all right? So who quite naturally then, is the creator of religion, it would be the aliens who were mistaken as for gods by the, you know, uh, Neanderthals and the other people, the new homo sapiens, who who had never seen beings that had such great technology. But anyway, we're going to save that for another episode. Let me wrap this up on inner earth real quick. You have you have uh, reports of giants that live in we say caves that's been reported in Afghanistan. However, they went in those caves and they didn't find no giants. All right, uh, and that's because them caves are they don't live in the caves. The caves are no more than a hallway that has some secret passageway that goes to inner earth. So we even have ancient uh, like cities that we have found where that was deep within the earth. And I can't think of the one, but it, it was able to house over 25,000 people inside of this, this, you know, I guess you would call it a cave, but you know, to be, to house 25,000 people, you know, that thing was really, really large, all right, and, you know, uh, the archaeologist, the archaeologist, you know who I'm talking about, 
them guys thought that they had to have been living there for a very, very long time. All right. Because for one, it, it would take a long time to even carve this thing out. Like this thing, this thing was huge and it had different areas, you know, where they grew food and had livestock and water and all of this other stuff. So, you know, what that says is there was a cataclysm coming that these people knew was coming. They prepared for it and, you know, possibly survived. But, you know, nobody knows where they went. But take a wild guess. If people are living in the earth, advanced beings, they would have heard these people, you know, carving out this city. They would have heard these people, 25,000 of them, in this city. And maybe they granted them entrance into the inner earth, and that's why we don't know what happened to them. Also could be a theory with, you know, the Mayans, why they disappeared. I don't believe ships are coming to get people, you know, thousands and thousands of people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and loading them on ships and taking them somewhere. For one, we live in a dome, all right? But what I do believe is that there's entrances into the hollow earth, all right, and these beings um, come out and they do whatever it is they want to do up here if there's nothing more to but to explore but they definitely do it that's that's my take on it let me know what your take is what do you think if you want to see that video again go to my instagram page at the raw report and watch that video it's gonna blow your mind well i'm gonna wrap this up i just wanted to jump on and really talk about this really quick all right I appreciate the support. Remember, guys, you are my supporters, and I do this for you. So give as much knowledge back as I can. Thank you. Until next time. Peace.